Uh oh, just lost the music. What happened? Are we working there in New York? 800 941 Sean, toll free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program? We are here, boss. We are here. Uh, oh, what happened to the music? Why did that fall out? We're just making sure you're paying attention. That's oh, all. I'm paying attention. All right. So, um, look, let me let me just calm the waters of everybody. Yes, of course, the mob and the media um, and the corrupt, uh, raging, psychotic Democrats and their best allies in the mob. Of course, they want this to be a sh- show. Of course, it's rigged. Of course, it's there's no due process. Of course, it's it's phony. It's fake. It's fraudulent. Of course, it is bad for the country. This is who they are. This defines them. There's not a single thing that Democrats have done in three years except try to hurt Donald Trump. That's it. They have not lifted a finger to create a job to make the country more prosperous, to help the people of this country out. They've done nothing except oppose the president and new talking points. Manufactured crime, manufactured crime, manufactured asshole, 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 stormy, stormy, impeach, impeach, Russia, 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 Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. Of course, it is glaringly obvious that they have never accepted the results of the 2016 election. It is similarly obvious that they they expected that the the Mueller report was going to be the holy grail for them, and it didn't turn out the way they wanted. They're angry, and now they're just, they're just out for blood. I'm going to tell you, and it runs deeper than Donald Trump. It's not just, it's not Donald Trump they're really, mad at they, they they don't like we the people they can't believe we're so stupid we voted for Donald Trump we're a bunch of dumb smelly Walmart shopper irredeemable deplorables that love God the second amendment our bibles and our religion that that, that is who they are that reveals who they are there is z- the, the fact that they will literally the double standard hypocrisy by these people it should take other people's breath away They live in a bubble. They are corrupt. They are one voice. They are one group. They have one agenda. They think they're smarter. There is a contempt for the American people. That is they they just know better. They can't believe we voted for this guy. They thought he they they thought he was going down and in flames in November of 2016. They thought they had him with an FBI investigation, a House Intel investigation, a bipartisan Senate investigation. They really thought that Mueller was going to deliver the goods. Russia, Russia, Russia. No evidence of collusion, no evidence of obstruction. But now they're just they're not going to waste three years. We're just going to bring in a bunch of people and look at this phone call uh, when the whole process behind all of this is corrupt in and of itself. And 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 to be a Democrat, this is this is what you have to believe that foreign election interference is so horrible that if there's Trump Russia collusion, we better spend two and a half years and get to the bottom of it. But they had to ignore the dirty dossier. You know, we we need fairness in our elections, but you have to ignore Bernie Sanders was cheated out of a primary. You have to, you know, you have to just accept that it's okay to have a a top secret server with classified and uh, top secret information on it. But we're not going to call it a crime because it's Hillary and we'll protect her. 
It's like the, when you care about obstruction that didn't exist with Trump, but you'll ignore everything with Hillary and the emails that were destroyed and the computers and the bleach bit and hammers. It is, you know, you, you have to ignore that there really was Russian election interference and Hillary's dirty dossier. But you don't care. You have to forget that part. You have to forget foreign election interference matters, but not if a DNC operative actually met with Ukrainian officials to collude to dig up dirt on Trump and Trump associates in the 2016 election. And we have all the evidence confirming it, backing it up. And Ukraine is even willing to give us more evidence. But you're not going to call that important either. Just like no I believers with the lieutenant governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia, only if you can bludgeon Trump in the Kavanaugh hearings. They want this. They want to turn it into a total, wow, we got him, we got him, we got him moment. They never accepted the election results, and this is the mission that they have been on. There's no hope that they're ever going to get what they want in the U.S. Senate, which is a conviction, but they're going to do it anyway. They're going to drag the country through the mud because they don't care. The only thing they care about is power, and they think that they're smarter and more superior than to all of us smelly Walmart uh, shopper Trump supporters. Hillary should win 100 million to zero. Well, not really. Hillary shouldn't have won 100 million to zero. And and well, she she won the popular vote. Let's change that. Let's stack the courts. Let's implement the Green New Deal. Let's let's 94 trillion is 94 trillion. Let's get rid of oil, gas, the combustion engine, planes and cows and everything is free in life. That's their agenda. You know, not not this oh, capitalism, which is the greatest wealth creator ever designed in the history of mankind that has done more to advance the human condition than any other system ever created or designed by man. Uh, let's let let's let's forget what the the fundamental unfairness of everything that Newt Gingrich and the Republicans offered the ranking members on the impeachment committee in 98 with Bill Clinton will deny all of that to the Republicans in this case and and will eliminate all due process. And what we'll do is we'll put on a show for the American people and we'll cherry pick the, the people that we think are the best guests because or, or the best witnesses because we we pre-interviewed them all behind closed doors and we won't call the ones that will contradict our narrative. I mean, you can't get any more corrupt than these people and the media will go along with them. Devin Nunes was right. He said, my guess, it's going to be a complete circus. We're not going to get. Many of our witnesses, the media mob, I call them, is going to say how damaging it is to the president. They've already written their storyline. But the fact of the matter is, when you read the transcripts, uh, the transcripts, as we were saying, when the Democrats were only leaking out that those little parts that they thought benefited them. But behind closed doors, it's been devastating to the Democrats. They don't want to call those witnesses. You know, at the end of the day. They're not going to allow the Republicans to call the witnesses that they want to call. At the end of the day, they're not going to be able to present the evidence they want to present. At the end of the day, you're going to have to forget the real quid pro quo, which was Joe. And well, my son's being investigated. You've got six hours. Fire the prosecutor investigating my son. I'll give you a billion dollars. If you don't fire my fire, the guy. 
You're not getting the billion dollars. We have to forget that ever matters. This is this is a farce. This is this is corruption. This exposes this this incestuous relationship that we've been telling you about with the media and the mob there and all things Democratic Party. Um, We have some interesting developments. There is a Fox News exclusive out. Um, I'm actually going to interview the attorney for another whistleblower tonight because a complaint has been filed with the inspector general of the Intelligence Committee that says that the hearsay whistleblower, non-whistleblower whistleblower was with allegations now um, that, in fact, laws, federal laws may have been violated by indirectly soliciting more than a quarter of a million dollars from mostly anonymous sources on a GoFundMe page. Now, this uh, whistleblower report, apparently a real whistleblower report filed last week, now obtained by Fox News, alleges that donations, 6,000 individuals, quote, clearly constitute gifts to a current intelligence official that may be restricted because of the employee's official position pursuant to and they cite the statutes. And to date, the GoFundMe has raised over $227,000 for the hearsay whistleblower. The complaint also raises the possibility that some of the donations may have come from prohibited sources. They're asking the Intelligence Committee Inspector General to look into whether any foreign citizen or agent of a foreign government may have contributed. Remember the law firm with this guy that 10 days after Donald Trump was uh, inaugurated, was talking about the coup attempt. Anyway, representing this non-whistleblower whistleblower is apparently closely guarding the identity of their client. Though Fox News is told the individual is the holder of a top secret security clearance and has served in the government. We also know that there's contact with Schiff's office, uh, which is another issue we'll get into today. Um, But anyway, I've not seen anything on this scale, according to the managing partner of the law firm that's filed this for the new whistleblower, the real whistleblower on the old uh, phony whistleblower. If this makes any sense to you, I'm going to make it. Um, So we'll get into that more more interesting. In other words, the guy might have been caught with his hand in the cookie jar. Because the complaint that we got at Fox News is pretty straightforward. And. if it's and remember, it's not even a whistleblower as determined by the Department of Justice. Well, that would mean that this is now a bigger problem uh, for this uh, non whistleblower who, remember, Adam Schiff was going to bring in and then decided, oh, maybe we won't bring this guy in. Uh, that was after Adam Schiff was caught. Remember, Adam Schiff first was telling us, oh, there's multiple quid pro quos in here. He didn't expect the president to release the transcript. Then the he's oh, we'd love to talk to the whistleblower when asked if there was any contact with the whistleblower. Yeah, but we'd love to. And then he had to walk that back because there was contact with Schiff's office, which means that he's compromised. He's a fact witness. We already know he's a corrupt coward and congenital liar because he's been lying for all these years. But he lied again about contact with the hearsay whistleblower. So, you know, you, you just you just got to watch this thing. Don't worry about what you think you're hearing and watching and seeing tomorrow, because there's nothing that the president did wrong. The president is number one. We have a cooperation agreement with Ukraine on criminal matters. Uh, that's number one. Number two, 
election interference, liberals told us for the last three years was a horrible thing. And we now know because Ukraine has told us a Ukrainian court has determined Politico outlined January 11, 2017, that we had DNC operatives and contractors making contact with the non-whistle, I'm sorry, making contact with the Ukrainian embassy for the purpose of colluding and digging up dirt on Donald Trump. Um, So all of this is going to play out. They want this to be a circus. It will be a circus. They're going to tell you this is horrible. This is terrible. But none of them want to bring in the whistleblower because that means that Republicans would then have an opportunity to ask the whistleblower about Schiff's role in all of this. And then you have to take it a step further. They don't want Hunter Biden coming in either because zero experience Hunter's father is on tape bragging about his entire scam, which is what they're actually accusing Trump of, what he's actually guilty of. All of this is going to come out. All of this is going to be loud. It's going to seem like the sky is falling. And the net result is nothing will happen. We already know the outcome. Just stand back and you're going to see a bunch of people that have absolutely no agenda to help the country put on a show about a non-issue while simultaneously ignoring Joe Biden on tape, bragging in a real way about what we have identified. Greg Jarrett has identified likely four huge crimes that would put every other American in jail. Just like if you did what Hillary did with the emails, you'd go to jail. Uh, They don't want the whistleblower any longer because that would then put the compromised fact witness Adam Schiff in a pretty uncomfortable position. They don't want to bring up the whole issue of Ukraine. And if they really cared about quid pro quos, oh, they'd want to know about Joe Biden. But of course, they protect their own, just like they protected Hillary on the dossier. Um, you know, he, remember, it was it was the congenital liar Schiff, you know, referring to the individual as the whistleblower, you know, they're. they're Look, the way Schiff is running this circus tomorrow is very obvious. They try to create an appearance of fairness that in reality doesn't exist as every paragraph ends with. But that will be at the discretion of the chairman. In other words, the way they ran things in the Nixon and Clinton hearings. Yeah, that's that's not going to happen. Democrats, they get to choose the witnesses. They get to decide even on the questioning. They get to decide on evidence presented. They get to determine what the president and his attorneys get to hear, not hear, see, not see. They get to cherry pick who they're going to put out in front of the American people tomorrow. And then you've got the compliant mob, their willing allies, associates and press office of all things Democrat that are just going to run with breathless, hysterical reporting. But in the end, it'll mean nothing anyway. All right, 25 till the top of the hour. But, uh, you know, Joe Biden, I guess, did some town hall on uh, fake news CNN last night. And he's claiming, you know, and be doing this on the campaign trail, that the corruption allegations against his son, Hunter, zero experience, Hunter, not a little, zero, no experience, none, zip. Anyway, and is all the millions that he's making 
He's saying, oh, it's been debunked uh, by, by several serious investigations. It's been debunked. There's no truth to any of it. There's no evidence of anything. Never has been. No serious blah, blah, blah. But he doesn't make any mention of the probe by Ukrainian prosecutors that um, it was him that used a billion tax dollars in what is a real quid pro quo, in what is a real shakedown, and what is like really extortion and bribery, whatever phrase you prefer. He's out. Every single solitary serious investigator looked at this and said there's absolutely zero basis to the accusation that I acted inappropriately or that my son did. Wait a minute. So it's perfectly okay for you to know that a prosecutor in Ukraine is investigating your son. And we know he knew that because the New York Times and others told him that. Um, but he says this in the town hall last night. This is this is about Trump trying to create a, a diversion. There's not a scintilla of evidence pointing out anything's wrong. I didn't know. And so it, it's OK to say, OK, you fired this guy investigating my son. I'll give you a billion tax dollars. You don't fire the guy. You don't get the billion. I mean, I'll get to this later, but you know, now the Democrats they're trying to they're trying to change the talking point, as I told you a day or two ago, from well, I guess it had to be yesterday, from quid pro quo to no, this is extortion. Uh, well, what do you think Biden's on tape bragging about? When, did it? When would a, a a vice president of the United States of America demand a prosecutor in Ukraine get fired? That's never going to happen. It's just, it would be no, it makes no sense. Except that you know that he's investigating your son with zero experience and is being paid millions and millions of dollars. There's no basis for the GOP to try and get his son on the state. No. Well, I thought we cared about these issues. And, and this to be the Democrat, that's how corrupt, intellectually lazy, intellectually dishonest, how hypocritical, uh, how agenda driven you have to be. You have to just care about Trump, Russia, not the dirty dossier, Trump obstruction, not the not the deleted emails and bleach pit. You know, you care about me, too, and and allegations. And I believe, but only if you can bludgeon Trump with it. They care about foreign election interference. Yeah, but you don't care if Ukraine did it with a real DNC operative meeting, a real Ukrainian at a real embassy in of Ukraine for the purpose of getting dirt to help Hillary and her Trump. I mean, it's it's, it's pretty breathtaking, the level of hypocrisy. And that's what's on display here. You know, the president is saying, help me get to the truth. The president has a a sworn oath to do that that's called faithfully executing the laws you know when did the new york times and washington post you know new Gingrich said to suddenly decide that covering up the truth is a good idea that would be pretty crazy and you know how do you ignore the biden issue in all of this because i'm going to tell you something you can't do this story without concluding the obvious here is, you know, the, the public phase of these hearings, you know, this is all set up. The reason they did it behind closed doors for all this time is they were vetting the witnesses. 
And now they're going to cherry pick the ones that they think work best for them and ignore all the other people that we now know from transcripts that would contradict their narrative. And all it is is an interpretation of a phone call we've already seen a transcript of because the president released it. And as far as Biden goes, uh, using a billion tax dollars to fire a prosecutor uh, as leverage that's investigating your son is pretty corrupt. And by the way, the one who's in more legal trouble would be, according to the lawyers I've talked to, Greg Jarrett, among them is Joe Biden. So, you know, it's it's based entirely on an allegation that the president traded U.S. aid for a Ukrainian investigation to get to the truth about their election interference that their court had already determined happened, that Politico determined happened, and the evidence of which they're willing to give to us. So if the investigation into the Bidens was warranted, then Trump did the right thing by requesting Ukrainian help. That would be faithfully executing the laws of the land. That would also be part of a agreement that we actually have with Ukraine. And that would be on the assistance of potential criminal matters. I don't even think there's an issue. This, Honestly, it's a slam dunk case for Biden. And the guilt is overwhelming. And he's on tape admitting his guilt. So if the request for an investigation is a fishing expedition to conjure up dirt on the Bidens, then Democrats can claim Trump's request was an abuse of power. But it was, it was it. Because we had Hunter on tape. Do you know anything about Ukraine? No. Any experience? No. Energy? No. Oil? No. Gas? No. And why are you paid millions? I don't know. Maybe because your dad's in charge of Ukrainian policy and the vice president and the second highest elected official in the U.S.? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, they say it. That you don't see that in the mob, in the media. I mean, that, that it is it, the level of... <laughs> I, I, it's just breathtaking to me. You have to live a lie. You have to believe a lie. And this is where I believe... They just think they know better than us, we, the American people. They knew Donald Trump shouldn't have gotten elected. They were so giddy when they got the exit polls in November of 2016. They, they, they went on the air 6 p.m. Eastern with their coverage, and they were all smiles. And as the night went on, those smiles began to get a little less frequent. Those smiles began to give way to panic and then fear. I'm... I'm so, what are you saying to me, Linda? I want to play when they laughed. It's so good. No, I don't want to play that now because I got too much to say. Are you, are you, when they were laughing, you mean when they came on the air? Yeah, remember when they all started crying when he came ahead and they were like, it's never going to happen. I play it. All right, you, I take requests on this show. Go oh, ahead. Thank you, sir. Play it. Just last week, he confirmed to the National Review that he is again considering a run in 2016. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Look at me. Do it. which does not want you to be president, but which badly wants you to run. Donald Trump has been saying that he will run for president as a Republican, which is surprising since I just assumed he was running as a joke. Is that people think that Donald Trump is a clown. Do Donald, Donald Trump is a clown. I mean, does anybody seriously think that Donald Trump is serious about running for president? Donald Trump 
You know, he's a clown. President Obama will go down as perhaps the worst president in the history of the United States! Exclamation point at real Donald Trump. <laughs> well, at real Donald Trump. At least I will go down as a president. So basically, this is the beginning of the end for Trump. The beginning of the end. Beginning of the end? This is probably starting of the beginning of the end for, for Donald Trump. Donald, uh, you're not going to be able to insult your way to the presidency. The strongest person usually isn't the loudest one in the room. So right now, we have Hillary's about a 75 or an 80% favorite. We have different versions of the forecast you can look at. Well, has Hillary Clinton up by double digits nationally, 12 points, 50 to 38, four-way race. Clinton leading in Florida, Clinton leading in North Carolina, Clinton leading in Ohio, Clinton leading in Nevada. I could go on and on and on. Uh, I continue to believe Mr. Trump will not be president. And so, right now, Mr. Trump, to answer your call for political honesty, I just want to say, you're not going to be president, all right? It's been fun. It's been great. I love you. Major projection right now, Donald Trump will take Ohio. That's it, I project Donald Trump will carry the state of Florida. Huge win for Donald Trump. Donald Trump, while we project, will win in Kentucky, in Indiana, with its 11 electoral votes. West Virginia, Florida, Tennessee, Mississippi, South Carolina, Alabama, North Dakota, uh, with its three electoral votes, and South Dakota, Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, the state of Montana, North Carolina, Georgia, Iowa, Utah, Wisconsin, Arizona, Kansas with its six electoral votes, Nebraska with its five electoral votes, and Wyoming with its three electoral votes. Sorry to keep you waiting, complicated business. A lot of people have laughed at me over the years. Now they're not laughing so much, I'll tell you. Yeah, it's worth playing. I could hear that all day. Right? It's so good. It's so good. It's one of our classics. It never gets old. I love it. Central question, though, is this. And the New York Post had a great piece by Jonathan Tobin today is was there a legitimate request by the president to investigate Ukrainian election interference? The answer is yes. Legitimate question to investigate whether Biden corruptly forced Ukrainian officials to stop investigating his son with a quid pro quo. The answer is yes. And unless Democrats can answer that question, this this case against Trump collapses. And, you know, the process is just part of it. But the case collapses because all of that happened. And and so they'll put on their show. They'll they'll go into their breathless hysteria mode, just like they did all through the last election, just like they did for two and a half years with Mueller, just like they did with Russia, Russia. And it doesn't matter because in 357 days, you get to do that to them again, all of them, and they all deserve it. And you ultimately decide, we ultimately decide, the people ultimately decide. And I'm going to tell you something. They fear this. They fear this can happen. Congressman Al Green, a lot of things, but one thing he's not is dumb. And him saying we better impeach him. Because if we don't, we're not going to beat them. And that pretty much sums it up. I mean, you look, you, you just look at what, what do we got here? They've, you've got a, a deep 
deep-seated hatred for all things Donald Trump, which is why they, they were perfectly fine with, let's see, lying, premeditated fraud, FISA court, outsourcing, intelligence gathering. By the way, we have news on that that I'll get to. Senator Grassley sent out a tweet earlier basically saying, uh, if we don't get this next week as promised, the IG report, it stinks to high heaven, basically. And and that's, you know, you, you'll watch the whole thing unfold. It's it's going to be what it's going to be. You'll get a 45 minute introduction by the compromised, corrupt, coward, congenital liar Schiff and Devin Nunes. Then expect to hear from councils for both sides of the Intelligence Committee. Then uh, you'll have Steve Castor, Jim Jordan, um, probably Ratcliffe, I would assume. You know, they'll go through it. And, you know, the b- bottom line is in all of the transcripts so far, maybe from Taylor, irreg- irregular policy channels were running contrary to longstanding goals of U.S. policy. Well, what they're not also telling you is that the president in 2017, which I thought was a pretty important piece of factual information, uh, had withheld aid from Ukraine once before. And he did it for all the right reasons. But they don't really want to talk about that either. Just like they don't want to talk about Adam Schiff. Just, you know, Adam Schiff. Remember, this is a guy that was saying he's going to bring in the whistleblower until he got caught lying about having no contact with the whistleblower or the non-whistleblower whistleblower, hearsay whistleblower. Well, apparently now is might be in trouble himself for raising all sorts of money, even though he's not a real whistleblower. Um, because a, another whistleblower has come forward. I assume we're going to hear from whistleblower after whistleblower in the years to come. All right, a lot coming up. Uh, we'll go over the legal aspects of this. Uh, what they think is uh, going to go down tomorrow. Greg Jarrett, uh, Jordan Secular will check in with us. Uh, we're going to get a lot of calls in today because we've been negligent getting to the phones. Many of you have said, get to the phones. We want to talk. Uh, we'll make that happen. Uh, and we'll also check in with Kaylee uh, McEnany and Jeff Lord. We'll get their predictions on the media swamp. You know, there's actually... Some information out by media research. Yeah. Impeachment Ukrainian probe 398 minutes just by the three major networks. Oh, and 95 percent of their coverage is negative. Yeah. They speak in one voice. They are a mob. We'll continue. Let me ask you something. You just said you think the words quid pro quo uh, shouldn't be used anymore. Uh, I'm, it, it's a lot of your own colleagues that have been using it. It's part of this debate. Do you feel as if that 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 word just doesn't penetrate the seriousness with what happened? Well, I have two problems with quid pro quo. Number one, when you're trying to persuade the American people of something that is really pretty simple, which is that the president acted criminally and extorted in the way a mob boss would extort somebody, a a vulnerable foreign country, it's probably best not to use Latin words to explain it. You were secretary of state. Did you have to say to Barack Obama, you can't extort foreign country (laughs) to get dirt on your political enemies? I mean... Do you, have yeah. you lost? Did you lose count yeah. how many times you did that? Yeah, yeah, that never happened. It's important that the president has due process and evidence is not a conclusion. We have enough evidence from the depositions that we've done to warrant bringing this forward. Evidence of an extortion scheme using taxpayer dollars to ask a foreign government to investigate the president's opponent. Uh, what we are talking about here is the president 
essentially participating in what looks like a series of events that looks like extortion, withholding aid to an ally and then, quote unquote, asking for a favor to 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 essentially benefit yourself politically, not in the interest of the United States of America, but in the interest of your own reelection. So you this is really alarming. Yeah. And well, now we have more of the facts. And he the president himself even admitted it. But in my opinion, this is extortion. Democrats, though, is looking for a shift in their own messaging strategy. You saw that with Congressman Himes just a second ago. Don't use the Latin. Don't use the Latin, right? People don't get quid pro quo. Listen, it, it may don't? be. It, uh, listen, that's the argument that Democrats are making. If they're saying people don't get the Latin of it, let's call it extortion. I had one Democratic congressman tell me, let's call it extortion. Let's call it bribery. Let's call it something that's more visceral. This Look, we keep on using this euphemistic expression, quid pro quo. The actual term for what occurred is extortion. And extortion is a crime. And the president extorted uh, the president of Ukraine for political dirt and a prospective political opponent and dangled military aid and the promise of the presidential visit in exchange. That's called extortion. And then the man at the center of the conspiracy gets on the call and just out and out openly extorts the Ukrainian president to manufacture dirt on his political opponent. Because who would be dumb enough to explicitly extort the Ukrainian government for dirt on the president's political rival when a bunch of people are listening? All right, there it is, the media mob. Let's change, uh, let's change the talking point. No more quid pro quo. Let's say it's extortion. When there was no extortion. Well, the well, that's not true either. We do have quid pro quo shakedown Joe Biden's extortion. Yeah, you get the billion. You fire the prosecutor investigating my son. You don't fire the prosecutor. You don't get the billion. You got six hours. That's that. That is what you must absolutely ignore to be a liberal Democrat or a member of the insane media mob. Manufactured crisis, manufactured crisis, stormy, stormy, Russia, Russia, you know, asshole, asshole. It just goes on and on. Um, and the hypocrisy is breathtaking. Uh, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of this extravaganza. Uh, yeah, the circus comes to town tomorrow. There is the president of the United States. We have a criminal cooperation agreement. We've been told for three long years that foreign election interference is wrong. We know from a Ukrainian court decision, we know Politico in chapter and verse laid it all out that Ukraine interfered in the 2016 elections to help Hillary Clinton. We know a DNC contractor went to the Ukrainian embassy in D.C. to get dirt on Trump and his associates in the campaign. All facts. President saying, hey, do us a favor. Can you get to the bottom of that? We know because Joe, quid pro quo Joe, is on tape bragging about his extortion shakedown to fire the prosecutor that he was warned was investigating his own son. And this these are just the facts Democrats don't want. Now we've got just like with the Russia, Russia, Russia case, we're beginning to see the same elements of collusion and corruption that existed the first time. What is it? Oh, the the compromised 
uh, coward that is the congenital liar that is known as Adam Schiff that is running this circus with no due process. He's judge, jury, executioner. Uh, yeah, he had contact. His office has contact with a Democratic operative, deep state operative, non-whistleblower, whistleblower, hearsay whistleblower who also apparently has this deep relationship with Joe Biden, who also apparently loved working for Brennan. And now we find ourselves with, uh, oh, OK, we, we couldn't get him after four investigations on Russia. Let's try Ukraine now. And we'll just make up new words to make it sound bad, like we did the last time, just like Schiff promised for three straight years. We've got all the evidence proving collusion. Anyway, Jay Sekulow, executive director, American Center for Law, uh, Jordan Seculo, executive director, American Center for Law and Justice. Uh, and by the way, an attorney in his own right. And also his new book, The New Red Wave, How Conservatives Can Beat Leftist Aggression, Rhino Betrayal and Deep State Subversion. Greg Jarrett, Fox News, legal analyst, author of the latest bestseller, Witch Hunt, the story of the greatest mass delusion in American political history, which we now see continues. All right. So this is all this is what you must do to be a Democrat. Only care about foreign election interference uh, with Russia, but ignore the dossier. Only care about election interference if it involves uh, Trump, but not Ukraine helping Hillary Clinton. Jordan Seculo. I think this is uh, it gets to the, the heart of this. The fact that that Adam Schiff is not even considering allowing witnesses to testify about Ukraine's involvement in the 2016 election, uh, even putting aside Hunter Biden and that corruption, but just that DNC staffer who went to the Ukrainians to get dirt on uh, President Trump, as was reported, not you know not in conservative outlets, but by Politico and a long piece, and people kind of ignored this. And Washington Post, after after the election, they actually wrote a piece in the Washington Post saying how Ukraine was having to. Uh, reworked their relationship with the Trump administration because of the work that they did to hurt President Trump. So, I mean, these were in very mainstream publications, and yet they want to ignore that completely. But it gets even worse, Sean. I mean, the fact is, we are way less than 24 hours from these first so-called public hearings uh, beginning. And three uh, witnesses that absolutely should be given the green light by Adam Schiff that Republicans requested because Adam Schiff had already called these three, you know, when, it, when we talk about um, uh, Volcker, when we talk about Hale and Morrison, they've already testified behind closed doors, and they were Democrats' witnesses. And yet still at this moment in time, we haven't gotten an okay from Adam Schiff that even those three requests by Republicans will be able to testify to the Ameri- and show themselves to the American people. Greg Jarrett, you have a great column out today. I know it was trending number one on foxnews.com earlier. I don't know if it is now. I haven't looked, but the clown show known as the impeachment inquiry is getting more comical and hapless by the day. Yes, because Adam Schiff is the one who said he doesn't want Republicans turning the impeachment proceedings into a sham. Well, Schiff has already managed to do that all on his own. Uh, Remember, this is the guy who insisted that he was going to call the whistleblower who triggered the impeachment farce. Uh, Then suddenly he changed his mind. Well, what happened? In the interim, evidence emerged that Schiff and his staff 
colluded with a whistleblower before the complaint was ever filed, and then Schiff lied about it, which earned him four Pinocchios. So this is the chairman trying to conceal his own role in engineering the pretext for impeachment and, of course, his subsequent lie. Uh, And this is why he's insisting that the whistleblower remain anonymous, even though if you look at the law, it says there is no right, no guarantee, no privilege, no entitlement to anonymity, period. And furthermore, this whistleblower isn't even a whistleblower. The Department of Justice looked at the complaint, issued an 11-page decision that said, sorry, this guy ain't a whistleblower. He doesn't qualify. Amazing developments here. But, you know, look, it's it's obvious what's going to happen. I mean, the media is going to be like, oh, oh shock, oh, feign outrage, feign shock, feign outrage, feign, feign, feign. And again, it's like, OK, you ignore the dirty Russian dossier Hillary paid for. You only care about that if it's Trump. If it, 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 I mean, the, it's breathtaking hypocrisy, I believe. But only if I can bludgeon Trump, we're going to ignore the serious allegations of rape and sexual assault against the lieutenant governor of Virginia. Um, You know, we're not going to care about Ukrainian election interference because, oh, that was designed to help Hillary. And we had a real DNC operative uh, meeting with Ukrainians colluding for the purpose of foreign interference, Jordan. I mean, it's it is breathtaking hypocrisy on every level. But as you said, Sean, I think it's why it's so important today as we're talking about this and and people are listening to this. And when they talk to their friends and family, they're going to be the the country is going to be inundated tomorrow. Now, they may kind of ignore it to the point that they can. But when every broadcast channel goes to it, every radio station, every cable news network is covering it uh, from end to end. uh, The narrative will be, I, I think, still at the end of the day, kind of who you take your news from. Right. I mean, but. If you're taking it from folks who aren't that engaged, and that's the group that is, again, the people who they they vote in presidential elections. They don't usually vote in other elections. They might vote in presidential elections, a better way to say it. That's the group Democrats are going for, right? I mean, the group that is kind of uneducated about this topic. I'm not saying they're uneducated, but they're not that into the weeds on this. And so whatever looks the most serious, they're kind of going to go with. And if they, the Democrats can make this not look like a phony kind of sham, uh, and, and the Republicans aren't able to to really counter, or Adam Schiff kind of shuts down the counter, then I think that that's why these, what we do, what we all do is so important, because we're going to have to point it out piece by piece for folks, and we've got a lot of time to do that, but these the Democrats really do believe, and they have not pushed back on the narrative, Sean, uh, when they told the media that in the first hour, they've got to hit their home run. And what that means is not convincing you, me, or Greg that, that the president should be removed. It's not even convincing the American people that the president should be uh, actually convicted and impeached. It's convincing enough Americans not to go and vote in, in November 3rd of 2020, or people who may not have usually voted, who did vote for Trump the first time, to not vote for him a second time. So it's, it's that kind of, I think, political thinking that we're up against. And Adam Schiff, most of that time will be Adam Schiff and, and Devin Nunes. So they think that what, that what is Adam Schiff going to try tomorrow it's going to be some home run. Now, so far, he's, he's failed at those. But remember, if you weren't informed and you heard Adam Schiff's fake conversation that he made up between the president of Ukraine and our president, um, you would be maybe a lot more persuaded, at least a little more confused about what was right and wrong. And so, mm-hmm. again, I, I say, look at what they're, who they're playing to, who their audience is. 
And uh, and that's what we have to fight back against. You know, I, I you brought up, for example, in your column, this issue about Bill Taylor, who was the acting ambassador to Ukraine. Well, it was my understanding. You write um, again. He's another person that has zero firsthand knowledge of anything. And and this is the entire scenario is what we think we believe where we're told we're gassed. My hypothesis is, but no facts. Well, you're right. And none of these witnesses that Schiff is calling tomorrow um, would ever be allowed to testify in a court of law. They're simply offering their opinions and interpretations. They're repeating rumors and innuendo in their diplomatic echo chamber. And Taylor's perfect example. He said, well, it was my understanding there was a quid pro quo. He got it from Gordon Sondland, who got it from Tim Morrison. Um, And where did uh, Sondland get it? Um, well, he said he presumed there was uh, a quid pro quo. He had no direct knowledge of it. Same thing with George Kent, who will testify tomorrow. His is triple hearsay. He heard it from a guy who heard it from a guy who heard it from Sondland, again, who presumed there was a quid pro quo. None of this would ever be allowed because this is multiple hearsay stacked on top of speculation and conjecture. And that's all Adam Schiff has. You know, and and I guess. Yeah. And by the way, Sondland, did they hear from him? Because he said he actually talked to the president, didn't he? He did. And Sondland said, the president told me in our conversation, um, I don't want anything. There is no quid pro quo. Uh, and, and Sondland then went on to say, I never thought there was a precondition or a quid pro quo. Then later he revised his testimony, say, well, upon reflection, I presumed there was a quid pro quo. Sorry, a judge would turn to the jury and say, disregard this man's testimony. We're striking it from the record. It's yesterday's trash. All right. Jordan Seculo, Greg Jarrett, thank you both for being with us. Uh, 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number. When we come back, wide open telephones. I know a lot of you have been very, very patient. We'll uh, hit the phones next. Gear up. The circus is coming to town, and it's going to have elephants, a three-ring circus. It's going to have liars and hypocrites on display. In other words, the clowns of D.C., the swamp, the sewer. A lot of this is going to be very entertaining. Trust me. If he takes the risk of going to trial and he's convicted, that could be seen as an impeachable offense. If Trump were caught on a video camera snorting cocaine in the White House, maybe with one of his children, there was at least a chance he'd be impeached. If he's not a legitimately elected president in your mind, there are tools that Congress has. I don't see how that wouldn't be an impeachable offense. That tweet fits the Republican definition of an impeachable offense. I will fight every day until he is impeached. Impeach 45. Impeach 45. Grounds for impeachment. It's an impeachable offense. Perhaps impeachable offense. Is impeachment the appropriate remedy? Something for the Congress like impeachment. All of that may be impeachable. That's an impeachable offense. Is that an impeachable offense? Is that an impeachable offense to you? He's much more vulnerable to impeachment. A potential ingredient of impeachment. Where do you see an impeachable offense? It is grounds for impeachment. Grounds for impeachment. Potentially criminal or even impeachable. Grounds for impeachment or does that not go far enough in your view? Grounds for impeachment. This tweet alone may be an impeachable offense. Let's talk about impeachment. Impeachment is on the table. Which impeachable offense? Bullies don't win. And I said, baby, they don't. Because we're going to go in there and we're going to impeach them all. Do you 
Obviously and, an impeachable set of offenses. It's an impeachable offense. If that's not impeachable, I don't know what is. The president shall be removed from office on impeachment. Is it impeachable? 100% is impeachable. Very substantial evidence that the president is guilty of high crimes and misdemeanor. Grounds for impeachment. Tipping point. Talk of impeachment reaches a fever pitch on Capitol Hill. We take no joy in having to move down this road and proceed with the impeachment inquiry. But neither do we shrink from it. The resolution uh, from the perspective of the Intelligence Committee sets out important procedures for how we may conduct our open hearings. So that's the montage, by the way, that we aired on television. We keep creating new ones. And what you're not seeing is that started in 2016, all through 2017, all through 2018, now 2019. Impeach, 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 impeach. I mean, it's madness. But it is what the... The modern extreme radical socialist Democrats and the media mob, this is who they are. This now defines them. This is this is it's never about any longer the country. It's never about we the people. It's never about what's in America's best interest. And that that just never seems to cross their minds. So we'll, we'll go through all of this. I think Devin Nunes, who was on uh, Hannity last night, was dead on accurate as he said, all right, so we now know that this is a rigged investigation. They tried to create the appearance of fairness. There is none of it because at the end of every paragraph is, but the chairman has complete uh, uh, discretion in terms of witnesses in terms of questioning in terms pretty much everything there's no fairness the fairness that newt gingrich offered bill clinton the democrats the ranking members on the the committee at the time the president's attorneys and on and on none of this is being afforded donald trump or the republicans even the ranking member they, they have no ability to call witnesses as they want without the approval of the compromise, the corrupt, coward, congenital liar who is Adam Schiff. And, you know, what Nunes went on to say is my guess is this will be a circus and we're not going to get our witnesses. And the mainstream media, the mob, as I call them, is, is going to say how damaging it is to the president. And that's just going to be the storyline. But in. The fact of the matter is, if you actually read the transcripts and by the way, we've been going through all of these things. Uh, what as they, we've been saying, the Democrats were leaking them out, but only the portions that they thought fit their narrative. And what's really been happening behind closed doors is they've been devastating to the cause, the narrative the Democrats are trying to make. Why do you think all of a sudden they got away from quid pro quo? We'll just we'll make up a name. We'll call it extortion. That's what it is. And this is all part of the political. This is what they're doing to the country. Let's put it that way. For three years, these people have not lifted a finger to help make this country more prosperous, to to create more jobs, more opportunities for the American people. They've not lifted a finger. They've not done a single thing to help the president as it relates to foreign policy. You know what they even supported in the second term of Barack Obama in terms of border security. They don't support now. That is this is just a a psychotic rage and hatred. I am telling you, it's like it's like a mass hysteria. 
And so they'll create the impression that they've got blood in the water. The mob will will be. This is devastating. Did, did you hear his interpretation of the call that doesn't show anything wrong at all? Yeah. Wow. Even even he agrees with us. But the people that testify that don't agree with them, they're not going to get the same type of play. Um, the real quid pro quo, the real extortion, the real criminal activity, which we've identified specific laws that we believe Joe Biden violated. That's not going to come up. Joe Biden's not going to be called. Why? Where's the whistleblower, non-whistleblower, hearsay whistleblower that Schiff promised to call? Well, that was while he was still lying to the country, as he did for three years about evidence of Trump-Russia collusion and lying to the American people that, oh, yeah, we're going to call the whistleblower. Uh, yeah, no, we'd, we'd like to talk to him. We haven't talked to him. And meanwhile, we find out there was all this contact with Schiff's office. No, we're not going to call him now. Of course, they're not going to call the person now. Why? Because they were up to their eyeballs in colluding. That's just part of the process. But on the substance of it, what do you have? You have a president that once in 2017 withheld aid to Ukraine based on issues involving potential corruption. And yeah, way before this phone call had, had held up aid for specific reasons. Yeah, because there's so many problems in terms of Ukraine. And what do we get in the phone call? But you know, after three years of being lectured and told that election interference by foreign countries is bad. Well, now that we know Ukraine was up to their eyeballs in it with a real DNC contractor and operative working on behalf of the Democrats colluding with Ukrainians. And they actually did it and they did it successfully digging up dirt on Trump, Manafort, etc. No, we don't want to talk about that anymore. That's not important anymore. Just like, you know, it's not important that. You know, well, you fire the prosecutor investigating my son, you get a billion. You don't fire him, you don't get it. None of that matters. It's this is the insane world we're now living in. And it's insane. And it's about power. And it's about it. Well, it's multifaceted. I mean, you've got the on the one hand, they they can't believe Trump won. They still can't get over it. And that's why they've been calling for impeachment two days since the guy was elected. And then, of course, they expected, fully expected that Trump-Russia collusion was going to remove him from office. Four separate investigations, it all came up short, never came out the way they wanted. So now we'll, we'll cling to a conversation that they didn't think would be released because we were first told there's, there's multiple quid pro quos. There's no quid pro quo. So we'll just call it extortion. Well, there was no extortion. There was no services given. There was no demand for anything. Uh, can you help us find any illegal activity, which, by the way, we have an agreement with Ukraine, a cooperation on criminal matter agreement with Ukraine. All right, let's get to our phones. Uh, let's say hi to John in New Jersey. John, hi, how are you? And welcome to the Sean Hannity Show. Thanks, Sean. It's great to talk to you. It's an honor to talk to you. Honor to talk to you. Hey, um, I wanted to uh, go back to something you were saying yesterday. I, I, it's a little off topic. It's more about the real crime committed here and trying to set up the president. But we keep seeing that this Horowitz report is delayed, delayed, delayed. How can we be sure, given the depth of corruption of the deep state, that this isn't being whitewashed as we speak? And it's going to be a Lucy Charlie Brown moment for us again, yet again. Well, I I mentioned earlier the Chuck Grassley uh, tweet from earlier today, 
And I'll read it to you again. It says, if FISA Inspector General Horowitz's report doesn't come out next week when they said it would, then I'll be very disappointed and left to wonder in big letters what the game is, question mark, question mark. Is someone at the FBI or DOJ tying the IG's hands? Which I think is a great question because we've been hearing about, oh, it's coming next week, the week after next, the week after, after, after next. It'll be out by 4th of July, by Labor Day, now before Thanksgiving. It never is. Something's going on here. I, I don't know. Look, and there's always some excuse. I mean, and and I get it that there might be some intersection between the what is now the criminal investigation of John Durham and and an overlap in terms of what Horowitz has been investigating. But, you know, at this point, it's just I, I'm beginning to wonder myself. Let's put it that way. Yeah, well, you know, I, I bet you if you check the supply of white paint in the D.C. area, it would be sold out because they're probably my, my feeling is I, I hate to be so cynical. But based on, you know, I mean, if Donald Trump has done nothing else, he has exposed utterly the depths of corruption in D.C. with this permanent government that believes they they are the ones that govern the country and the little little elected officials who come and go have nothing nothing to do with it and i i just strongly suspect that they are whitewashing this uh, report and it's going to come out and it's it's i hate to use the term going to be a nothing burger i don't think it i don't think it's possible though i think the what we know is facts now i i believe that I, I would just say it's just it's so overwhelming we with just certain things we know we know the bulk of evidence in the FISA applications was Hillary's bought and paid for dirty dossier. We know that it was unverifiable. Steel never stood behind it. Uh, we know that they were warned on numerous occasions. We know that, you know, that they, by definition, that is simple premeditated fraud on a FISA court. And then we know what they did with it. So I just, I'm, it is what it is. The facts are the facts. It's just a matter of them you know what they do with those facts basically and and confirming everything that we've reported which we know are true backed up by documents it's not like they're lies i mean you know one of the things that's so amazing in this to me is the same people that have been lying in the media and in congress for nearly three years about trump russia collusion evidence overwhelming overwhelming over the same conspiracy theorists, the same people that lie day after day, night after night, every single minute, hour of every 24 hour day, every seven day week, every month, every year. They're now doing the same exact thing. And there were no consequences the first time and no apologies, no retractions, just doubled down on impeachment again with a new conspiracy theory, with new lies and and new manufactured crises and outrage. Um, the fact that lies can be this widely accepted and regurgitated is a little frightening to me, to be honest, because I, I'm beginning to think that they don't even know they're lying at this point. They don't even know that they've got, you know, the, the mental derangement syndrome that they have. Um, that's even scarier. And the fact is that there's so many of them in positions of power. 
Pam in Connecticut. Good call, John. Thank you. All right, quick break. We'll come back. More of your calls straight ahead. News roundup information overload at the top of the hour. Uh, as uh, we have more on the latest news of the day. Hannity, great show tonight, 9 Eastern. Lindsey Graham among our many guests on the Fox News Channel. We'll continue. All right, Pam in Connecticut. Pam, how are you? Glad you called. I am fine, sir. Thank you for taking my call. A um, couple things. I am just so disgusted with all of them. The The question that keeps coming to my mind is, they're, they're out in the open and they're doing what they're doing. What's to stop them from negating the presidential election of 2020? Because people need to start looking at that and wondering, they're going to the lengths this time, and they, they've been saying impeach before he was even elected the first time. So what's to stop them from rigging the election? I'll be honest. Look, I, I just think that I actually think in, in the minds of the left today, this is now this to the, they're like crusaders. This has now become the cause. They have convinced themselves they know better, that they're smarter and that we're smelly Walmart people. Um, and uh, irredeemable deplorables. I, I think they think they're doing some of them God's will. And they, they're they so blinded by their psychotic rage, they don't know or see the damage they're doing. That's how, that's how sick I think a lot of this has become, to be honest with you. Um, others know what they're doing, and others know this is all about power. All right, quick break. We'll come back. News Roundup, Information Overload. Lindsey Graham, much more tonight, 9 Eastern Fox, as we continue. Coming up next, our final news roundup and information overload hour. We will treat the president with fairness. A Democrat on the House Intelligence Committee under fire tonight for reciting what he later called a parody of President Trump's phone call with the Ukrainian president. And unfortunately for Adam Schiff, he kind of really blew it at the last hearing he did when he tried to be too cute by half and offer some kind of parody. And American people need clarity, not parody. House Republicans not the only ones calling out Intel Chair Adam Schiff over his panel's reported contact with the whistleblower. The Washington Post giving Schiff four Pinocchios for these, quote, flat-out false remarks. We have not spoken directly with the whistleblower. Uh, we would like to. Explain why the president's allies are seizing on that soundbite from Adam Schiff and what the congressman and the people around him are saying. Probably because it wasn't true. Democratic Chairman Adam Schiff's spokesman confirmed, quote, the whistleblower contacted the committee. Schiff was tipped off about the complaint days before it was filed. He clearly gave no indication that he had ever met with the whistleblower or anybody on his team had ever met with the whistleblower. First of all, you expect the whistleblower to testify uh, and if so when uh, yes and uh, i hope very soon impeachment rules allow for republicans to request other witnesses republican lawmakers requested eight specific witnesses including hunter biden and the intelligence community whistleblower adam schiff says he will not allow for those witnesses to include anonymous the anonymous whistleblower as well as hunter biden and others to come in from that gop list all right, news roundup information uh, overload hour. Sean Hannity show. It's all predictable. You know, Republicans need to be running ads, in my opinion, in all 200. I'm sorry, all 32 districts of these Democrats uh, where Donald Trump has won by significant margins in many cases. And that is all these people ran on the same platform. They, they're not going to be a rubber stamp for Nancy Pelosi's agenda. So far, they've been a rubber stamp for Nancy Pelosi's, Pelosi's corrupt agenda. The only part of the agenda is pretty much hating Donald Trump. Uh, there is a pretty interesting 
MRC analysis as it relates to with, you know, virtually no chance Senate Republicans are going to vote to remove the president from office. You know, this drive for impeachment is aimed at creating a a deluge of negative daily headlines, hoping that they're going to bludgeon up and bloody up Trump heading into next year's election. Now, if that's what their goal is, they have been successful and the mob and the media does their due duty and and follows suit because they're nothing but an extension of everything Democrat. Um, We see that Donald Trump, President Trump, his administration, when you look at the three main networks, ABC, CBS, NBC and their newscasts following the beginning of the impeachment inquiry, which started September the 24th, the coverage has been even more hostile than normal. Out of 684, you know, comments evaluating, including the broadcast, 96 percent they determined are negative versus 4 percent that have been positive. Now, to determine the spin of the news coverage, they tally all explicit uh, statements about the president or the administration from reporters or anchors or nonpartisan so-called sources, uh, their so-called experts, et cetera, et cetera. All in imba- And then, of course, we're going to put it on tomorrow. It's going to be everywhere. Impeachment, 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 impeachment. And when you look at it, you've got the impeachment Ukraine probe 300 from September 24th to November 5th, 398 minutes, 95 percent negative. Withdrawing troops from Syria, 121 minutes, 98 percent negative. Successful killing of Baghdadi, 45 minutes. And even that was 67 percent negative. I mean, that's how corrupt this mob is. And that's what it is. It is a mob. It is a mob mentality. And then you look at some of the other indicators. We got a lot of good economic news. You're never going to hear about it because the mob really never wants to talk about anything positive that's going to help Donald Trump in any way, shape, matter or form. But if you look at the statistics, they're pretty glaring. Household income under President Trump is soaring. Meanwhile, it barely budged in the Obama years. We have the Census Bureau data from January 2017 through August 2019. Middle class household income rose from 61,000 to an all time high 66,000. Now, those are in 2019 dollars, in other words, adjusted for inflation. And the president has on occasion cited these numbers. Um, that's a good economy. You know, nearly 7 million new jobs have been created, 7 million fewer people on food stamps. Millions are out of poverty. 500 over 500,000 manufacturing jobs, you know, the ones Obama said were never coming back. We have an unemployment rate the lowest in 50 years. We have record low unemployment for every demographic group in the country. Wage growth is at a consistent 3% during the the president's administration. Uh, It's never been my big barometer, but the Dow Jones has now hit records more than 80 times under President Trump. Uh, Congress, you know, every promise he's made, they never talk about promises made and kept. And the biggest tax cuts in history, the biggest uh, a moment, the biggest deregulation period in American history. And on top of that, then we have energy independence for the first time in 75 years. Nine thousand opportunity zones created in 50 states. Uh, and the people that seem to be doing the best are the people that I always refer to as the forgotten men and women that got screwed under Biden Obama. Anyway, Jeff Lord is with us. He's the author of Swamp Wars, Donald Trump and the New American Populism versus the Old Order. Uh, Kaylee McEnany back with us, National Press Secretary, Trump 2020 campaign. All right, Jeff, you kind of have lived in the swamp and 
You've worked in the swamp and you worked in the swamp mob media over at Fake News CNN along with Kaylee. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty predictable what's going to happen tomorrow. There there will be breathlessness, hysteria. We got them, we got them, we got them when they have nothing. Well, they, they do have nothing. And and what what I, so I find so remarkable about all this Trump derangement syndrome is that these people are so obsessed with it that even though they are ultimately going to damage their own credibility with all of this this coverage tomorrow, this negative coverage tomorrow, they don't care. They're so obsessed with this that they they totally lose sight of it, and they will go out there and effectively give their credibility another wound here, if not a fatal wound. And it is it is amazing thing to watch. And one quick thing, Sean, uh, you interviewed the president the other week, and Kaylee sees him, of course. I had my shot uh, a week ago today with my colleagues, two colleagues from the American Spectator. We spent an hour with him in the Oval Office. This is a president who was in charge. He is he is energized. He is focused. He asked great questions. He had great sense of humor. He is totally there. And all of these people and all of these stories that come out uh, about him uh, are nothing but propaganda. Haley, what's your take on all of it? Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Look, the media uh, is doing their best to take down this president. We know that to be the case. Um, and, and this president is succeeding and soaring over it all. I see him at each and every rally um, I go to get to fly back with him um, after. And he's always in good spirits. Um, he's always up despite the media trying to take him down. And, and what I think is so frustrating to us here at the campaign is just the absolute lack of interest in covering anything pertinent to the Democrats and corruption and Joe Biden. And it's almost as if that Politico story that exposed the Ukrainian collusion with the Democrats, it's almost as if Politico wished they hadn't have written it because you bring it up, I bring it up, others bring it up as a mainstream media source that's constantly putting out there that the, the Democrat collusion, or at least did once, but now so severely regrets that decision. There's just no interest, much like the New York Times 2015 story about Hunter Biden and Burisma. Uh, now, of course, they wish they didn't put that out there. So it's just amazing. The lack of interest outside of you, Sean, and a very select handful of journalists uh, and, and reporters, there's just no interest. Um, and it's exceedingly frustrating. I, you know, I just want to know what part. How did all of a sudden we we go from three years of a of of absolute feigning outrage over foreign election interference, four investigations, there is none. They had to ignore the dossier of Hillary to to get to where they were on Russia. Putting that aside, we do have evidence. Uh, a lot of it of Ukrainian election interference. They've acknowledged it. A court decision acknowledged it. Politico, as Kaylee points out, Jeff Lord uh, not only acknowledged it, they gave chapter and verse about how a DNC operative actually went to the Ukrainian embassy for the very purpose of colluding with Ukraine to damage Trump in the 2016 election. But now none of this matters to them. It's because, Sean, they're not uh, they're not journalists. They're left-wing activists disguised as journalists and badly disguised at that. So, uh, you know, the president is right on to treat them this way. This is who they are. This is what they are about. And uh, he's on to them. And, and, you know, as I said to you before, you know, when I talked to him at length about this kind of thing in 2014 before he ran, he said if he ran, he would do exactly what he's done, that he would expose them for what they are. He's done it and all to the good. You know, one interesting point that I found in, in one of the articles I was reading today is one of the witnesses called by the Democrats to go before the compromised 
corrupt, coward, congenital liars, secret impeachment coup hearings, uh, Adam Schiff. Anyway, one of the key witnesses noted that Trump had blocked USAID to Ukraine in 2017 and expressed similar concerns about uh, the corruption that was going on there. And and by the way, what, what's interesting, and the person's name is Catherine Crofts, the State Department official specializing in Ukraine, told the, told the closed door meeting that Trump, through the Office of Management and Budget, held up the first grant of military aid to the Ukrainian uh, government, then uh, Poroshenko, partly because of concerns, the country's corruption, the president's frustration with the U.S., paying for the majority of the defense, which, by the way, came up in the Zelensky call, um, to me, seems wholly consistent, especially because I thought it was important, all this election interference. You know, Joe Biden um, using taxpayer money to basically bribe Ukraine, blackmail Ukraine into firing the prosecutor investigating his son, uh, that barely touches the radar of any Democrat. That's that's a little breathtaking to me, uh, Jeffrey Lord. I don't know how you quite get there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this is I mean, this is so infuriating. This is who these people are. And you can count on it. If the story is A, they, they will say nothing. I mean, think of all that you mentioned the MRC, where I write my Newsbusters column. There was another piece there about the, the silence in the media about the uh, videotape from uh, Project Veritas from ABC and Amy Robach and, and saying she had all the goods on Jeffrey Epstein. Does that make the mainstream media? Nope. Not going to go there. This mm-hmm. is what they do, and this, thank God, Sean, is is why you're here. Well, I, look, and I, I, and again, they're cherry picking their the people that they're bringing in. Uh, those that did testify behind closed doors that make the case that no, there was no quid pro quo. Ukraine didn't know. Um, this was done before. Uh, the president asked for nothing. The money went anyway without any condition on anything. Uh, the president wasn't holding up anything because just look at the timing of everything. The money had been held up long before the call. They didn't even know the money was held up. Right. Um, I think the president also has a sworn duty to faithfully execute the laws. And that would mean, yeah, get to the bottom of election interference. And that would mean, yeah, getting to the bottom of whether or not Joe Biden committed a crime, which I would argue uh, there are four separate statutes that I've identified that I think and Greg Jarrett identified that would um would be applicable, Kaylee. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, there, he's at the center of this corruption allegation. Uh, many potential uh, criminal violations there that all need to be looked into. And he's not just a a competitor of the president. In fact, he's a former vice president, which in fact uh, puts him at the center of why we should care about this. But you mentioned Sean briefly about cherry picking witnesses, and and that is really interesting to see that that the first closed door witness was Kurt Volker, uh, who completely exonerated the president, but Democrats. Don't have him on the slate for this week. In fact, it's Republicans saying, let's get Kurt Volker, who you were formerly interested in, behind closed doors. Let's get him out in the open because he said there was no linkage uh, between diplomacy and aid. Uh, He said that the president never asked him to do anything illegal. He said that we all understood that there was no quid pro quo. Uh, This is a guy who's a direct fact witness who exonerates the president. But interesting how he fell off the Democrat ledger after behind closed doors, he told totally exonerated the president. This is just a sham coup, nothing more than that. 
So the bottom line is they went behind closed doors so they could vet all the so-called witnesses and only use those that are anti-Trump and forget the ones that give exculpatory testimony. Amazing. All right. Stay right there. More with Kaylee and Jeff on the other side. All right. Final moments with uh, Kaylee McEnany, Jeff Lord. Then we're going to hit the phones on the other side of this. Uh, 30 seconds. Kaylee, we go to you first. Yeah, tomorrow uh, the American people are going to see before their eyes uh, that Democrats have misled the American people, selectively leaking information. Um, And then tomorrow we will finally see what we have yet to see in any of the news reporting, which is a cross-examination by Republicans traveling of the biggest conspiracy conspiracy theory outside of the Russia hoax. Jeff Lord, uh, how bad a circus tomorrow? Oh, it'll be a circus uh, par excellence. There's no question. You can you can bet that uh, Jim Jordan and others will be uh, gaveled down and silenced and all of that. I mean, I can't wait to see that. And I just hope that Senator Graham uh, calls a hearing and calls the witnesses that Republicans want and are being denied. Good point. And Senator Graham will join us on Hannity tonight. We'll find out what the plans in the Senate are after this uh, circus and I, I, I honestly have never seen anything like this. Didn't think this could happen in this country between the deep state. Now this madness, but it is and it's real. But the good news is 357 days from now, the American people get to weigh in and shock the world again. A uh, quick break. Thank you both. We'll come back. We'll continue your calls on the other side. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. And in fact, it was Luke Harding at The Guardian who came out with the first indicators that Donald Trump had been under Russian intelligence surveillance for a very long time, as early as 1977 with his first wife, Ivana. And Ivana was from the Czech Republic, which at that time was Czechoslovakia. Their intelligence agency, the STB, had her communications Uh, with, you know, between the United States and the Czech Republic under surveillance. And they knew an enormous amount of information about Donald Trump between 1977 and the mid-80s. And then in the mid-80s, Donald was starting to express an interest in building Trump Tower Moscow. But more importantly, he was, there were word from her, her family that he was trying to consider running for president against George Herbert Walker Bush, who was, of course, the former director of the CIA and the vice president of the United States. So Russia became very interested in him. They had 10 years of collection, and then they brought him to Moscow for what he wanted, which was Trump Tower. But from that moment on, an enormous dossier of information was collected on him, and more importantly, how to exploit him. And his exploit, his, his simple exploit, as we call it, in the intelligence community is he is avaricious to a fault. He wants money. They now, in the modern Russia, with a former KGB director as president, they have money. They know how to exploit people. They know how to manipulate people. And they know how to buy people. Russia. So Donald Trump in 2014, by 2014, he was making enormous quantities of money from the Russian oligarchy. But that is when he came to Russia and it became very clear to the Russians, this man can be, go from a useful idiot, which he was, you know, he didn't, he wasn't a communist. He just wanted to build a tower in 1988, but move from a useful idiot onto an unwitting asset where he's being used and he doesn't know it. And then by 2014, it's pretty clear that he knows it when they back Trump Tower Moscow 2.0, and then they 
put a set of rose-colored glasses on his face. Donald Trump sees the world only through Moscow's point of view because he knows that is where an enormous quantity of money that he cannot access exists and will be made available to him. Is he a next step, a Russian asset where he is aware of those activities? Robert Mueller said yes, that he was well aware that he was going to benefit from Russia. Okay. 24 to the top of the hour. That is NBC News. Now you wonder, well, why do I refer to, I mean, why do I refer to MSNBC? They call themselves a news channel. Uh, Area 51, um, which is the conspiracy theorist, Rachel Maddow, biggest conspiracy theorist in the country. It's amazing how the media gives all her insanity a pass for the most part. I find that somewhat interesting. But anyway, this guy's on NBC News saying this. You know, Savannah Guthrie this morning just trying to rip off Nikki Haley's head. She never treats any Democrat like that, ever. By the way, um, maybe I should go on these morning shows again. They used to bug me to come on all the time. You think they still want me to come on, Linda? Oh, my God. I would what? wake up early just to see that. I would get off well, my peloton. That's the problem. I, I don't go to sleep till, you know, four All or five. the better. You'll be super edgy. It'll be great. I love it. Yeah, yeah everyone, it. everyone on my staff loves when I'm doing a show when I'm pissed off. You always do a better oh, show yeah. when you're pissed off. And listen, if you were here, I'd kick you in the shin just to get you wrapped up. Just to get me. Um, and you're welcome. Say, it's not hard to beat these people. They're not that Oh, my God, that, Sean, please, can you? Can you do smart. it? They're not smart. I think it would be fun. Area 51, Roswell, Rachel, Maddow. So you got a guy on NBC saying the Russians, they have been surveilling Trump back to 1977. And even Mueller thought that Trump was a Russian asset. And I'm like, they just make this up. There's no factual basis for this, but they say it anyway. Um, You look at the left, and I was talking more about this yesterday. Again, at the end of the rainbow here for them is they hope they're not expecting that they're going to get 67 senators to convict in the on on this ridiculous impeachment coup attempt of theirs. But they do want to bludgeon Trump more and more and more in the hopes that they can bludgeon him enough and say, oh, the country doesn't need this. We've got to get along, blah, blah, blah. You know what this is, Sean? What? I'm going to tell you. I've been giving this a lot of thought lately as okay. I try to think about how I'm going to have to explain this to my son one day. Yeah. This, this completely insane behavior that we're seeing by grown ass people. And I have to say, it's like it's the bully mentality. These people are all bullies. They just want everyone in this group think, you know, the whole individuality thing. There is no individuality thing. The whole no labels thing. All they do is labels. And it's like everybody's part of this group. They all hate Trump. We all got to hate him together. We're all going to do this as a unified front. And it's like, you know what? That's just hate. That's just bullying. You guys are literally the personification of the very thing that you say that you are against every they, single day. But, you know, I'm beginning to really believe, look, there there are those that are very, very, you know, this is the dark arts of politics for them. This this is for them all about power. They know what they're doing. They'll say and do anything to get their power back. They know what they want to implement. But you got a whole bunch of I'm telling you, they have convinced themselves that the American people are stupid. They've convinced themselves that they know better than we, the people. There is a condescension behind all of this that is breathtaking. You know, it, it's not an accident that, you know, occasionally these words come flying out of nowhere. 
about smelly Trump Walmart choppers or irredeemable deplorables or bitter Americans that cling to God and guns and Bibles and religion. Um, this 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 is who they think we are. And there is a, an elitism that is breathtaking, an arrogance that is breathtaking and that they know what's in America's best interest. You see this with like a super patriot like, you know, the phony Jim Comey. I mean, this guy thinks he knows better. He thinks he's saving America, thinks that he's smarter and that we're dumb. And, you know, the whole thing with Peter Strzok, same thing. Yeah, Hillary should win 100 million to zero. Um, Hillary, all the Democrats have this. All the media has this. The media, the only thing I could say that from behind the scenes that I can tell you about them is that they all, meaning the media, that they, they live in this bubble they tweet each other. They know each other. They support each other. You tweet my story. I'll tweet your story. They try to outdo each other. Trump is horrible. No, no, no. He's really, really horrible. No, no, no. He's evil and horrible, 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 horrible. Um, and that's kind of the game that they're playing. But they forget that there's this whole other rest of the country. You know, as George Bailey famously said, to do most of the, the living and breathing and building and and serving and living and dying and don't they have a right to live, eat, breathe, die in a in a decent home with a bathroom and a running, you know, toilet? They there's contempt here. And, you know, that the, most of the media, they'll vote Democrat. They don't understand Donald Trump. They don't understand the American people's frustration with them. They don't understand the 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 people's frustration with the corruption in Washington. They see this incestuous relationship with the media and with these these members of Congress, the elite. And, you know, what people may not know is they dine together, they date together, they drink together. They all hang out together all the time. Yeah. But you know what else is the problem is that we've had a weak Republican Party that's just as bad as the feckless Democrats. So we just have one party saying that for years. Forget about it. It's just one big group of nobodies doing nothing except for the Freedom Caucus. Everybody else is doing nothing. Freedom Caucus. Say it again. The Freedom Caucus. Caucus. You know, Jim Jordan, Mark Meadows, you know, Scott Caucus. Perry, Louis Gohmert. Forget no, about listen, it. I'm, you know, I'm these are the guys the that are actually working. The, there's not a lot in the media. I mean, we have our ensemble team. And if I mention the list, I'm going to forget some. So I'm not going to. But there's been a few of us that have been digging for the truth and we've uncovered it. You know, but still, I, you know what the problem is, though, Sean? Like, think about it. Like when, you know, by the way, they, they you know, they think I'm the devil. They think I, they they hate me. No, they're just scared of you now because you're a ninja. But I mean, putting that aside, yeah, I, I don't, you know, I don't even know if they know I'm a ninja. Uh, everyone knows you're a ninja, Sean. Everyone knows. Well, okay, yeah, we uh, made that apparently clear on the show. I think um, I think soon no, we should I have think, a video I, no, of you I in your dojo too. I the funniest, the, well, maybe we'll do that. Maybe um, we should. The funniest thing, or I guess maybe a really revealing moment that into the mindset of the media and what they think about me. Remember, I'm, I'm kind of proud of the fact that I never went in 24 years for the first 20. Fox was like, you have to go. Go where? Washington Correspondence Center. When is it? Friday night, blah, blah. Oh, I can't. I'm working. We'll give you off. You can do the show from the Washington Bureau. And I'd be like, oh, I can't, um, you know, whatever. And then I got. Well, you were washing your hair that night, right? You were very busy. I was very, I was very, very busy. Then the one night, I mean, I was like, you're going. This is, we're sick and tired of your excuses that we get every year. And I'm like, ah, okay, I'll go. Yeah, I guess I have to. I'm being ordered to. And the day before, I'm like, <coughs> I really don't feel good. I don't think I can make it. And finally, they just said they gave up. They got the answer. I'm never going. I don't I, because I don't like them. 
I'm going to be very blunt. I don't really think much of any of them. But how um, smart was Trump? Trump had a rally. He counteracted. It was awesome. Because he'd rather hang out with the people than that corrupt, you know, bubble of liars. This is this is a there is a there's I don't understand where it comes from. Like, it's like Alec Baldwin calling me a former construction worker hack. And I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of proud of all the hard work I did in my life. I'm I'm. I'm proud of the 20 years of my life that I did blue collar work and started from the bottom in my life. And you know what? Have, have, you know, ended up OK. Took a lot of chances. Got lucky. God bless me. Boom. Sean Hannity. Uh, Brian I, I don't want to play him now. He's, he's... But you know what's funny, Sean? I think if you asked every single caller you had on the line right now and you said to them, what do you care about? Not a single one of them wants to talk about impeachment or Ukraine. They want to talk about their kids' college education or how they're going to pay their mortgage or how they're going to feed their family or well, listen, how they're going to put gonna, gas in their car. This is going to be watched because they've created, you know, this is now a show. This is now entertainment. For them, this this is you will see the media in all of their glorious breathlessness, all their conspiracy theories, all of their their hysteria, you know, salivating that they think they got Trump. It's sort of like on we can go back to election night 2016. I've told this story many times. I got we get the exit polls around 510, 515 ish every single election year. The media all gets the same election results. They, they get the same exit polls. Donald Trump lost. That's what it said. Just like in 2004, John Kerry was going to be the next president. And you could see when they started their coverage, most of them six Eastern. They came on the air. They were smiling. They came on the air election night. This is awesome. This is fun. We can't tell you. We're only we're gleaning only little anecdotal things. But meanwhile, they think they have the answer. And that Trump lost North Carolina, Ohio and Florida and Pennsylvania, Michigan and Wisconsin. And he was not going to be president. And that Hillary Rodham Clinton was going to be the 45th president. And then you can watch and, and you can see as the night goes on, all of a sudden, a little bit of nervousness begins to kick in, but they're not quite there yet. They, they're like, all right, well, OK, North Carolina. Well, that, I can understand that. But then they begin to see the numbers in Florida and the numbers in Ohio. And then it starts really getting serious with Wisconsin, Michigan and Pennsylvania. And then it's like the shock, you know, the shot heard around the world. This this shocked them. And, and it was a visible, it was visceral, it was visual, it was transparent, it was obvious. None of them saw this coming. And the same thing with all of the Russia witch hunt. They all thought they had them. And for two and a half years, it was never ending. We got them, we got them, we got them, we got them, we got them. And it's the same thing with these hearings tomorrow. We're going to impeach them, impeach them, impeach them, impeach them. And they love it. And the American people you know, they have a, a certain instinctive sense of fairness and an understanding of what's going on here. And the American people don't like it. That's why I keep saying in 357 days, I've, if I had to guess, I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. Who knows what's going to happen between now and then? Anything can happen. But I would imagine that the odds are fairly good that Donald Trump will shock the world again because the American people are going to basically stick their middle fingers right in the face of the corrupt mob and the media and the swamp creatures in Washington. And they're going to say, you know what? This guy, we like him. He's real. He fights for us. He kept his promises. We're better off that. You know, I, I would like that to be the ending. 
I think we have a good shot of that to be the ending to all of this. But again, I don't have a crystal ball. But they, let me tell you something. They don't like conservatives. They don't like talk radio. They hate Fox News. They hate Sean Hannity. Um, And I don't even know deep down if they like themselves, to be honest. I mean, really, think about it. They, th- they, ju- they think they know better than we the people. They can't believe we were so stupid to elect Trump. Well, a couple of things have happened in the interim. He's kept his promises. He's implemented his agenda. It's been successful. And they keep exposing themselves as being just a bunch of jerks with an agenda. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. All right, so the lawyer now representing a real whistleblower who complained about the hearsay whistleblower joins us tonight. Uh, Lindsey Graham, Matt Gates joins us tonight. Mike Huckabee, Bongino, Geraldo, much more. 9 Eastern, Hannity, Fox News. We'll see you tonight. We'll be back here for the circus and every detail tomorrow. As always, thank you for being with us.